0: Malachi chapter three, verses eight through 10. Will man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In your tithes and contributions, you are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you, and pour down for you
1: a blessing until there is no more need. The word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. All right, Thomas, this is the last reading in our uh, stewardship series. That's right. And we're in the book of Malachi, which is a great book, but less traverse for uh, most of us. And uh, you know, it's the last book in the Old Testament, and kind of leads up to this 400-year gap before Christ appears. That's right. So it's an important book. It's very important. And the themes that are in it are very important in understanding this period of God's silence that follows. And a lot of it centers around false religion and the false practice of religion. And so here we're talking about tithes and contributions. The Lord is, is bringing an indictment against his people, basically saying that the tithes and offerings they're bringing are not whole. So it's interesting. He's not necessarily accusing them of a sin of omission, but that it's half-hearted. It's like the offering of Cain. Yeah. And so there's a lot of interesting uh, tension here. You know, two things that I kind of wanted to point out as we begin to jump into it. God says here, thereby put me to the test. Mm -hmm. Now, most of us are more familiar with a command elsewhere, you shall not put the Lord, your God to the test. That's right. So we see a little biblical tension there. And then there's this promise. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there's no more need. Now for a lot of us who are uh, very cognizant of, you know, the prosperity gospel and word of faith and, and, you know, how that can be distorted, this starts to trigger maybe like a little theological smoke alarm that we've Programmed in ourselves, and yet this is the word of the Lord. So, how how do we work through this passage? What do you what do you make of this?
0: Obviously, this passage is it precedes the New Testament, so clearly it's been around for a long time. Long time. Um, Malachi here is writing by the inspiration by by God's pull in his life through the Holy Spirit. So we know this is the word of the Lord, as you just said. I think there's a few really strong um, take homes in this in these few verses that would do us all well to pay attention to Um, the idea of how does a person rob God? Mm. Well, it's when we shift the role of ownership. Mm. and, And we think a lot of times that we own everything. And you go from like my personal rights to my finances. And Mm -hmm. even, even as I said that, I said, my, um, and so here, one thing that we can see is that it really is the Lord who owns all the things. And that's an important thing for us to understand. God owns all the things he entrusts some things to us. Some are are less tangible, like talents, um, intelligence, those kinds of things. And some are very tangible, like your check that you get Mm -hmm. every couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. um, and so we the Lord owns all that. And so when we don't give God his portion, we're stealing from him. And what mm-hmm. it's what what really that is is a lack of faith. Mm-hmm. And God's saying, Hey, you don't really trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not saying I'm poor and I need your money. Mm-hmm. He's saying you people have a lack of trust. Yeah. That's very important when it comes to generosity. Yeah. How much trust do I have in the Lord? Yeah. Now the testing part is interesting because we see in uh, in the temptation of Christ, uh, you know, Jesus says to Satan, "You shall not put the Lord your God to the test." And he's he's quoting uh, from the scriptures. There's two ways to test God. One is to test, meaning I'm going to obey as you have said, and I hope it works out. There's mm-hmm. like that, that yeah. fearful, little it's bit like nervous throwing yourself of on the
1: promise of God. That's and right. Seeing if it holds true. And
0: that's what God is telling Malachi to tell the people. Yeah. Take me at my word and see if it's not true. Yeah. Sometimes though, we're like, I'm going to do my own thing and God protect me, or I'm going to do my own thing and God bless it. Yeah. Bless this thing. I'm going to do that's really testing the Lord. That's really saying, I'm going to do my thing and God, you're my servant, make it work out well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that might help clear some of that up. Clarifying. Can I just, can I just tell a quick story? Only
1: if it's quick. I'm kidding. Of course.
0: (laughs) I know a couple, um, from our previous church, super sweet couple, super generous couple. Mm -hmm. There was a moment when the, the wife found out that the husband, he, he did the finances in the house. She found out he wasn't tithing. Mm -hmm. And, for them, I don't know if it was 10% or more than 10%, but I imagine for that family the baseline would have been 10%, where we yeah. get the word that's that's the that's uh, the percentage yeah. we get when we hear the word tithe. Yeah. And she stopped him and she said, I would rather live in a cardboard box than mm. to take what's not mine. Yeah. And it really convicted the husband. Mm. And they, they began to tithe, yeah, and give more, and they, the Lord did bless them and has blessed them, but it's not that He's given them like a ton more money necessarily. He's blessed them in a lot of other ways. Yeah, their home has become uh, a beacon for high school students to come to for Bible study every week. Yeah. Um, the the generosity of the way that they share their food, the way they share their house, all mm-hmm. of that has just become this beacon. And it's like so much of that opened up. Yeah. Once they be they both begin to trust the Lord with the financial
1: resources. Right. Yeah. This this passage, you know, it makes me think about um the scripture that says, you know, man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. And That is what the Lord is addressing here. And, you know, it's very similar to in the Sermon on the Mount. Christ clarifies that the law of God is not just about, you know, like the law uh, to not commit adultery is not just literally do not, you know, enter into the bed with another woman, but it's your heart should be free of lust. That's right. And that's what Christ comes and clarifies. And so here... There's this this phrase the full tithe or you know the complete tithe, the whole tithe. And, and there's this idea that we can give partially mm-hmm. to the Lord and, and that partial giving is robbing. you know, it's like a half truth is really a lie. That's right. And it's that same principle, you know, and it, it makes me think of elsewhere in the the Sermon on the Mount, You know we there's a lot of these really radical statements Mm -hmm. like give to everyone who asks from you and and, you know the these calls to radical generosity to basically pour out your life like wax in front Mm -hmm. of other people yeah and then there's also also these really powerful comforting sections in the sermon on the mount you know blessed are the poor in spirit blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness you know and then really popular and, and we've mentioned this in past episodes but you know consider the birds of the air and the lilies of the field your heavenly father feeds them will will he not feed you as well Mm -hmm. to paraphrase yeah yeah and what we don't often do what i at least failed to do for years and years was to see the direct connection i mean it's you know it's the teaching of christ it's it flows from thought to thought Mm -hmm. and we we like to like separate those but really it's this call to live wholly and radically unto the Lord, to to view things not as my finances, but the finances that God has entrusted to me. That's right. Not view time as my time and my schedule, but the hours and the days that God has privileged me to live. And, and that when we live from that inward reality, that then our heart is in a place to present our whole life as a living sacrifice, as Raymond says, to God. And that, that, you know, holistic nature of it begins in the heart and, and then it pours out into how we give and how we live our lives. You know,
0: there is the idea of, uh, it's, it's the idea of greed mm-hmm. and the idea of greed is all through the Bible. And and a lot of times the word greed is substituted for the word covetousness, mm. And there's this interesting passage in in Colossians where it says um, that greed can ultimately amount to idolatry. Yeah. All of the commandments of the Lord are good and not burdensome. Yeah. It can seem really burdensome to think, I'm supposed to give God a bunch of my money. Mm -hmm. Well, in that standpoint, it sounds pretty burdensome and it kind of is. If I am trusting God, with some of the money that he's entrusted me. Yep. What he's really going to help do is help free me from idolatry. Mm-hmm. And if I'm free from idolatry, if I'm free from greed, man, that's a beautiful gift that he's giving me. Yeah. So my hope for all of us today would be that we would just check our hearts and we would say, Hey, I'm not going to give what's comfortable. I'm going to give what the Lord ask. And In doing so it's going to be a beautiful thing because he's going to help free
1: me from that idolatry and that greed Mm -hmm. amen well a great final word on stewardship tomorrow we're going to begin our advent study looking forward to the birth of christ and we'll see you tomorrow so for thomas nelson this is will carlisle thanks for listening to our daily rhythm